Seven, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. Wow. Oh, it's that time again. Uh, Paul Chandler's going to start this whole thing he does. It's called the Shylock Podcast. It's probably going to start any minute now. Anyway, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, sit back and relax. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphoric? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? But that boy, he's not all that shy as right for shit. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Excellent. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. We're um, heading back to the 50s again this episode. So Martin's here. Martin Hoagula, or whatever it is. How are you doing? I, I, I'm, I'm well, thank you. Yes, I'm struggling along, you know, trying okay. to keep the old spirits up. Tiring going back to the 50s as well. Less time travel. Yeah. It's a bloody so, long walk. I mean, the 70s yeah. wasn't quite so far to go. Yeah, yeah, twice as far. <laughs> but, uh, um, this time we're going to be doing um, 1956 and 1957. So Lord. Um, oh. just the singles uh, on both sides of the pond. Uh, so let's run the theme music and when we come back, we'll we'll get going. Um, we'll walk around the clock, yes. <laughs> Run that theme music. Darling, it's a shy life podcast. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Uh, I'll go anyway for a Delicious. Hello, campers. How are you? You quite like a big bang, don't you, Paul? Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope you haven't found out my secret. Yeti has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti Yaku John's angles as well. <laughs> has the Shy Life Podcast slowed down? I don't think so. It's all gooey and easy. Yum, 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 yum. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? <laughs> I think we can still rock around the clock because, um, it, even though it sort of crosses episodes, um, I think we're, at the, uh, we're at the very birth of the rock rule, aren't we? We're very, yeah. we're, we're there now. We're, we're there with our quiffs and our and our funky guitars and our electric guitars and our, our like I say, our bebopaloola yeah. and all that. But we don't have any memories to speak of ourselves. Well, no, I, I, I must admit, I've got to, I've got to get this rah-rah skirt. Sort of, it, it's difficult to get it under the desk, you know. It's, it suits you there. But. I know. I thought so. I, I thought the 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 shocking pink with black spots was was yeah. the way to go. Yes. Yeah. Um, I shall. I shall. You have to give me the address. Uh, of the <laughs> I'll. Uh, I'll um, <laughs> we could appear in promotional material. But. Well, it's the it's the roller skates, so I can I can serve you up your burger and fries on on the on the car door or all. I was never very good at roller skating. <laughs> <laughs> roller skating yetis. I just couldn't get the 
sort of get a sort of smooth roll. I just felt like I was basically mm-hmm. walking with, you know, it must be hard enough walking in high heels, but walking in roller skates to where the, for the bottoms of your feet are moving. Well, well I, I know that I know that you're a dark horse and you're actually probably an expert roller skater because because I, I saw your uh, your book cover from your 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 Yeti drawing, your cartoon, <laughs> a few right. days ago. Uh, which 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 volume is that? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> well, it was just that it had a, it had a cartoon of a yeti on the cover from ten oh, years yeah. ago, and I thought, yeah. oh, hold on a minute, here I have been doing these scribbles all these years, and he's always oh, a dark horse. No, said, no, that wasn't me. I've, no, I've been I made a fool of myself. Fool of myself. No, no, I didn't. I didn't draw that. I, that, that was a, 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 a an artistic friend, I think. Well, proper that. artist. You know some proper artists. So can you put me in <laughs> touch with a few? <laughs> no, no, they were Martin before Martin was existing. Mm. Well, no. Well, before we knew of Martin's existence, um, I'm, a, I'm still as obscure to this very day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm look, thinking, good God, that Van Gogh he made massive sales compared to me. <laughs> oh well, he doesn't didn't have his own podcast though, so yeah. no, 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 no. True, um, true. Although, I mean, you have to keep both your ears to for the headphones to work. So. Yeah, I, I've got some few facts and figures uh, right. for, for 1956 before we get to the actual songs. Well, fifty-six uh, for me. For me, fifty-six is is actually when I think of. If someone said to me, "When did rock and roll, rock and roll, actually begin?" I would have said fifty-six. I, I would have thought that's that's the the Elvis and the Bill Haley. For me, that's when it really it, it, historically. If when I was growing up, that's when I thought uh, it all began. Although people will tell me that I'm wrong about that. I think I think we did have a few of those songs that we we will find in fifty-six. I think we'll we'll also find that they w- did come in at the end of 55 in America. So I think we were a little bit behind, but, uh, um, but before that, it was all cardigans. I mean, as we've covered in previous episodes, it was all cardigans and sitting there with pipes and going, I say, this has got a good beat. And, uh, generally speaking, a bit of, a bit of jazz with a, with a, with, that's got a bit of a, a drum beef behind it. Hasn't it Marjorie? I've, I've still not got over how much is that doggy in the window being number one on both sides of the pond <laughs> well, a few years back. You know, excuse me. What we need is some hip swiveling. What we need is some absolute skin tight leather trousers. I think we need to do some proper rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, you can woo people with rock and roll. You you can't woo anyone with how much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> well, Maybe a grandma. But I, mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Is, 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 is there some strange folk out there, Paul? <laughs> uh, yeah. um, well, January nineteen fifty. Euphemism. Sorry. <laughs> January 1956, Buddy Holly's first recording session, Buddy. and Roy Orbison, Roy Orbison getting signed with Sun Records, um, oh. both on the same day, actually. Wow. Uh, By the same person, in the same room, at the same time? Uh, no, because no, Buddy Holly was recording for Decca, and Roy Orbison was recording for Sun. And then the day after, um, Elvis Presley released Heartbreak Hotel. And everybody tore up the contracts and said, forget it. <laughs> uh, he also made his national television debut, um, on the Dorsey Brothers stage show the day after oh. that. So three mm-hmm. days in a row, that was quite a lot of... That lot. is, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. And then in March, Carl, Carl Perkins' single Blue Suede Shoes enters the R&B charts. Is, 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 does that mean that um, Elvis covered that? And that wasn't an Elvis song originally? Or my, um, I would imagine so. Yeah, unless they covered it because he'd done it, I suppose it's still everybody. But I mean, a lot of Elvis, early Elvis's covers, isn't it? I mean, well, I think all of Elvis's covers, isn't it? He, he didn't write his own tunes. No. Um, 
Carl Perkins had a car accident um, a few Good days Lord. later. And, uh, he was run off the road by Elvis Presley in a pink Cadillac. He was heading for the Ed Sullivan show, but mm. ended up spending several months in hospital instead. But, uh, mm. Well, I mean, for some people, that would, they would say that was pretty much like the average Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Colonel Tom Parker formally became Elvis Presley's manager in March '56. Did you imagine what that was like? You know, someone knocks on your door and they're a full military colonel. <laughs> we'd like to recruit. We'd like to recruit you, son. We'd like to recruit you. We want you to be our rock and roll representative. <laughs> it also says um, in late March, Elvis filmed a screen test for Paramount Pictures, but uh, don't know how long it was. Oh, and and in April he sat, he signed a three picture deal. So presumably it, the screen test went well. I didn't realise he started making the films. I, I always think of the films being the same. Yeah, but he's, he's kind of, I don't know, because before people, I mean, quite a lot of people who become successful musicians also are actors, aren't they? So maybe he was just a wannabe actor at the time, and but then the success came through the music. And I mean, because he, I mean, you know, he, you know, he was a good-looking lad, wasn't he? Let's be honest, Elvis. He, he, was, he was probably very... Uh, photogenic and and, th- and this would have been the era of james dean and all that you know so so the film studios would have been looking for young tearaway types who were uh, who that the the, the, uh, the teenagers would scream over so I, I feel that maybe it was just you know let's face it they've never got back to me about my screen test <laughs> my, i think I, I think the camera snapped or all my episodes of sutton park didn't, didn't make me <laughs> any <more> attention <laughs> it scared people off damn it Damn! <laughs> All of the facts in 1956 seem to involve Elvis. Apparently, in June, um, he uh, he introduced Hound Dog on the Milton Berle show, and it scandalised the audience with his suggestive hip movements. Well, yes, absolutely. Only shoot him from the waist up because because a bit of bit of pelvic thrusting is not America is not ready for the pelvic thrust. Yeah. Um, in July 56, John Lennon formed the Quarry Men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Beatles were bored. Well, it doesn't say. I think at this stage it, it, there was nobody from the Beatles mm. in the Quarrymen. Although I'm sure oh, Paul did join later. I, I might be wrong. The road Eric, to the Beatles starts with the Quarry. Eric, Eric Griffiths and Peter Shotton were, were the other members. You see, this interests me about the Beatles. Actually, is is well band titles generally is what made them think we'll call ourselves the quarry do do we know why they called themselves the quarry men Um, did they work in a quarry at the time was there a quarry up the road did did they have particularly grey boots (laughs) could well be Um, have they found the hand of fear (laughs) let me have a look on the quarry men to see if it says um um Sorry, I'm burbling. I keep sending you off on tangents. Well, I mean, it's the same. I mean, you know, it's funny. Most band names sound ridiculous. I mean, you know, imagine you're sitting there in a room and you go, well, uh, how about calling ourselves Franz Ferdinand? And you go, that'd be stupid. It'll be stupid. You'll never make it. Or, or, or talking heads. You go, no, no, don't be silly. Don't be silly. Oh, well, I thought status quo would be rather popular. And you think, well, no, honestly, honestly no that's not going to work and then but now we think of them as band names so it makes sense but before they are band names they are an idea that somebody has in a smoky room somewhere yeah. oh, I, have, I have an answer apparently they were before they were called the quarry men they were called the blackjacks oh. but then it says both lennon and shotten have been credited with coming up with the quarry men name after a line in their school song quarry men old before our 
birth, straining each muscle and sinew. Well, there you go. So they could have been called muscle and sinew. <laughs> that could have got a completely different audience. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, where are we? Yes, oh, Ed, I was personally went on the Ed Sullivan show in September '56. From the waist up. <laughs> yeah, the rest of it he left at home. Um, um, Yoko Ono divorced had divorced her. I don't know how many. I don't know if John was her third husband, but she she uh, divorced her her first husband and married Anthony Cox. But I don't know. I, don't, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still quite a long way away from their meeting, so I don't know if. if uh, I don't know. I always worry. I mean, not that anybody is ever going to want to write my biography. I know this, but but I think I, I would be far too dull for anybody to actually write. I have a very, very, very dull past. And it's, it's, it's always it seems to me that the people in the public eye are always the ones who've, who've basically married 57 different people at some point. I don't know why. Unless it's all just for the publicity. Yeah, I mean... I think uh, a fictional version of my life would be much more interesting. Being chased by the evils of Sutton Park and it's eccentric. Ah. Well, you see, in another universe, uh, Sutton Park was prime time and and was one of the most successful shows of its of its time. You know, and and, and they have uh, they have gatherings at Longleat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should get started with the number ones. We'll start with the UK. Okay. Uh, although I'm never sure we shouldn't do it the other way around because they sent to. Oh, never mind. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, oh. we might do, we'll start. One one way and one the other. Just to yeah, keep we'll it. come back the other way. We'll, we'll start from the UK, go to the US. We don't want to make do, the trip four times, do we? I mean, go backwards. Yeah, we don't. We just want one trip. So, um, so the first number one in the UK in 1956 was Bill Haley and his Comets with Rock oh. Around the Clock. Never. Uh, How's that one go then? <laughs> something about TikTok or something. But, uh, um, it sounded exactly like that. Yes, um, I thought so. I thought so. Just with a bit of a hip groovy rhythm behind it. Um, Although I think that was advertising toothpaste. No, no, it's, <laughs> it was number one for two weeks. Um, and then I think we had this one last year, the following one. Uh, we had it last year in America. Uh, Tennessee, Ernie Ford with 16 tons. It's back. 16 tons. 16 yeah. tons. Um, and what do you get? Another day ordering deeper in debt. Maybe. One tune to the one song to the tune of another. <laughs> You've been talking to Ick. Um, <laughs> we, we may have had a word. We may have had yeah. a couple of words uh, around the back of the old, uh, around the back of the old flying saucer. You know? Yes. Uh, that was four weeks. And then we had Dean it's Martin. For, sorry, it's a big time for flying saucers, the 50s. Mm. You might see some of Vertic's uh, relatives, uh, ancestors, yeah. you know. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. I don't actually know how old he is. He might have been there, even there. Oh, um, oh crikey. Does he regenerate? <laughs> I don't know. Although, uh, I think Uck is, Uck is his first child, so he can't be that old. Because surely he wouldn't, he wouldn't have to wait for like 50 years before you had your first child even on another planet. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm well over 50 and I haven't done any of that stuff yet. <laughs> um, then we have Dean Martin with Memories Are Made Of This. Memories Are Made Of This. That actually is weird because that's Dean Martin and Dean Martin, you just actually imagine he's basically stood in the corner of a bar with a martini. 
<laughs> named after him, no doubt. And <laughs> and he's just it, it it it's the absolute bar crooner, but he's he's wonderful, isn't he, uh, Dean Martin? You know, although obviously a, a flashback to pre-rock and roll kind of music, really. It says that it's a song, obviously, from the title, you can tell this. Anyway, a popular song about nostalgia, but now that song is a song that brings nostalgia. <laughs> I believe it's been used in all sorts of advertising. Yeah. Uh, it was number one for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, four then weeks. we had, and we don't know about, I don't know about these ones, um, The Dream Weavers. It's, Dream almost, we- it's almost tomorrow. Um, oh, wow. I have to find out about them because I don't know about these people. Is Dreamweaver a spoof song or is it a real song? Um, I'm not sure. No, it's it's one of those things. I I know the the song Dreamweaver, but if it actually refers back to the Dreamweavers, that it's slightly messing with my mind. Okay, um, I'm not sure it did as well in the. I might be mm. wrong. What's the song again? Sorry, I don't I don't know if it did as well in America as it did over here. But uh, uh, what song is it? Sorry? It is. Um, uh, it is. It's almost tomorrow. It's almost tomorrow. I don't think I've ever heard of. Then I'm probably. Apparently, I'm sure it says something involves a, a ukulele. Or t- oh oh yeah. yes, one of the members plays a ukulele. Yeah. It's a bit of a five to midnight song, that isn't it, Rune? Yeah. I'll I'll see if I can find out more. Um, or yeah. probably in that era, two and a half minutes to midnight, really. Oh, it's two, yeah, two minutes forty eight seconds. Mm, there we go. It was ranked number 36 on Billboard's like, top tunes of 1956. Wow. So if you actually put it on at 2 minutes 48 seconds to midnight, it's always correct. <laughs> there, was, there was also, um, yeah, I think it got to number 7 in America, so we won't see it when we go over there. Yeah. Um, but there's another version released at the same time by someone called Joe Stafford. Joe Stafford? I think he lived next door for a while. Sure, if it's a boy Joe, it's a it's spelt in the girl Joe way, but ah. who, knows? who knows? Well, maybe maybe she lived next door for a while as well. <laughs> the Stafford family, Joe very, Stafford. Nice. very 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 good neighbours. Joe Stafford with Paul Weston and his orchestra. All right, okay, fair enough. Excuse me, uh, I'm, I'm Paul. I'm, I'm your date for this evening. I bought my orchestra. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Other people covered it, but they're. <laughs> including people turning up at your house to the, with their own orchestra. It's kind of like, what? Yes, I, I, I like to be accompanied. <laughs> there, are, there are at least two other versions in 1955. Oh. David Carroll, um, that got to number 34, and Snooky Lanson. Snooky. Um, that got to number 20. Snooky, um, loopy, nuts are we, them and us and us and we. We'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and a snooker cue. That's me. Um, there are other covers, but but they're all by people I've never heard of, so I think we should move on. Absolutely. Um, um, yes, especially with that effort, yes. We've <laughs> got an even more um, funny one next. Um, Rock and Roll Waltz. Um, Rock and Roll Waltz. By K-Star with the Hugo Winter Halter Orchestra. Cranky O'Reilly. The K-Star sound like one of those record companies that bought out cover versions, don't they, in the 70s of, of all K-Star, the hits. K-Star was Catherine Laverne Starks. Right. She, okay, as in K-A-Y-L. Yes, sorry. Yeah, she, lived to, she lived to be 94. I just think it was the letter K as in K-Tell. <laughs> <laughs> she she um, was American pop and jazz singer huh? um, from the late 40s and the, into the 50s. Um, yes. She oh. comes from Oklahoma, so this is 
this is another although we're in the UK we're getting a lot of American hits yeah okie dokie doing well um, yeah we've probably come across it before but, uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune that was number oh. one in 1952 so oh, okay. we have come across it but Ah, yes, but you know I have the memory of a goldfish, and yeah. I have the memory of a goldfish, so it's... Um... Apparently, I've got the memory of a goldfish, but, you know, I... I, I yeah, I, apparently I have as well. I, I don't know if I've ever told you that. No, 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 no I, know, I didn't know that about you. But, uh, no, no. We, we could just spend the rest of the episode doing this. <laughs> think just I, repeat that for 40 minutes. <laughs> I, would leave, I would just lose all my listeners. Uh, <laughs> or not. They'd be waiting, they'd be wondering. Do. The weird How thing. many times is he going to try this? Yeah. Um, Hugo Winterhalter. I don't think I do really want to know about him. Um, I, I, I think he's Hugo Weaving, but no, Winterhalter. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, well, that's a song, or that's yeah. the songwriter, or that's the performer. No, he's he's in the it's his orchestra who ah. backed her, um, but um, I don't think there's anything. More to add about this, really. That's a it's a very uh, it's a very European name, though, isn't it? You, f- you feel that there's a, there's a definite um, I don't know. It's a <laughs> yeah, Winter, Winterhalter. <laughs> they were they were number one for one week, and then we had the Dreamweavers back again. Ah, okay. It's almost tomorrow for just one more week. It's um, almost tomorrow for just one more week. Yes. No. And then we had Winifred Atwell. Ah. Um, now she was the lady who was doing that rock and roll Christmas, but I think that was a couple of years ago. Are we in the or era maybe of people getting renamed by uh, you know? Because th- again, that's not the most rock and roll name I've ever heard, quite frankly. Well, I'm not sure. I think she was more like a. I think she was a pianist. So I think. She uh, okay, so I, I, I don't see many Winifreds. You know, apart, no, from, she's, apart from the sainted Winifred. Well, her first name is Una. She's Una Winifred Atwell, a Trinidadian pianist. Okay. Who enjoyed great popularity in Britain and Australia for, for, um, with boogie woogie ragtime hits? Um, boogie woogie ragtime. Because she she had um, she was Popular number one. Parties. She was number one in 1954 with "Let's Have Another Party." Mm. She, she, um, around Christmas, I, I I feel that I would have approved of. Do you feel that Mrs. Mills stole her act, basically? I'm not sure was, how funky was. Uh, <laughs> um, um, where have I gone? Um, yeah, the well, her song was called "The Poor People of Paris." I'm not sure that would appeal to quite the same um, appeal as her. Let's have another party. Oi, yes. I don't think that would be appropriate for a party. Oh, so. no, poor people of Paris, the poor people of Paris, we can all laugh at them because they're always foreigners. I yeah. think I think she's probably more, more sombre. I'll have to listen um, <laughs> on this particular one. Although apparently there's another version by Les Baxter and right. his orchestra. Les Baxter and his soup. Around the same time, um, right. so I think that that was maybe in America, and this was in the UK, perhaps. Uh, poor people. It's an education. This poor old I mean, uh, what I'm doing is showing my ignorance. My ignorance. I'm showing. It was, yeah. it was number one for three weeks, but the next number one was number one for six weeks. All right. Um, and that was Ronnie Hilton with no yeah. other love. Ronnie Hilton. Ronnie Hilton. He sounds like. A- <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of you wouldn't take him outside. Still, you were seeing two lads. He was a Yorkshireman, a true really? Yorkshireman. Hilton always remained. How old. wrong can you be, Holmes? Yes. <laughs> he, was, he was a big fan of Leeds United. Um, uh, but, uh, um, maybe he has a, a sports shop named after him, I don't know. <laughs> or a hotel chain. He lived. 
He lived to be 75 and oh. died in 2001. Oh. But, uh, and was played by Leonard Rossiter. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes, it looks like he had... He, he had a song called I Still Believe in 1954, which we probably wouldn't have seen unless we happened no. to stumble across it. Um, oh, apparently, No Other Love is a cover of a, Pope, of a Perry Como song. Oh, okay. Um, he did have one or two other top ten hits. Who Are We... Um, a Googs Grant cover. Ooh, don't know who Googs okay. And that's number six. Um, and in 1957, Around the World, another a cover of a Bing Crosby song, number four. Fair enough. He knew his market. Um, yeah, let's just see. No other love. Oh, it, it's um, a show tune from a 1953 Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, Me and Juliet. Well, there you go. Don't think I've heard of. <laughs> that's uh, it's, it's again. It's interesting when you talk about musicals and revivals. That seems to have not been. Um, after that, we have for five weeks. Um, I'll be home by Pat Boone. Pat, Pat, Pat Boone. Wow, He's still alive to this very day. Well, uh, at the time of recording, he's eighty-seven. Well done, Pat. Well done, Pat. Keep, still, keep, keep on ticking. Must have, he must have been pretty young when he. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, long time ago. <laughs> um, well, I'm doing the men, the sums now, and I think that. It, it, yeah, that's that's. Uh, he's about five years younger than my. Oh, sorry, he's about five years older than my dad. So I'm trying to think how old my dad would have been when he started having kids. Um, but uh, um, and this song. I'll be home. Is oh, it was, it was it was written by Ferdinand Washington and Stan Lewis. Crikey! The version of 1955. Washington and Lewis. The version by by the Flamingos in 1955. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this one, although it charted in 56, was recorded um, in um, uh, in, in, in December 55. So. Oh, okay. It was the best-selling single. Uh, it was the best-selling single of 1956. I won. I um, 24 weeks on the chart. Although it wasn't the longest number one of 56, yeah. I did wonder why on this thing I'm looking at, it was like highlighted. Yeah, really? it's not the longest number one, but it was the it was the highest selling. So. Well, there you go. Um, what do we know about nothing? We know nothing. Looking back, sorry to Bill Haley and the comments, mm-hmm. listeners who have it's been, listeners, it's been a few weeks since we recorded the the previous episode. But yeah, Bill Haley and the comments had been number one in the UK for three weeks towards the end of '55. So that mm-hmm. when it came back for another t- it, um, Christmas alphabet came in uh, mm-hmm. for Christmas number one, and then Bill Haley came back. So mm-hmm. uh, so in all, there were. Um, but it's uh, that song hasn't it? That's charted several times over the. So, you know the years since. I mean, it, it, every so often it gets comes into fashion and gets rediscovered, doesn't it? So it's uh, it's a bit of a timeless classic. I suspect people go to too many weddings. <laughs> Next up, we have Frankie Lemon. Frankie um, Lemon. Yes. Well, L Y M O N. Oh right. Um, and the teenagers. Lemon and the teenagers. Frankie Lemon and the teenagers. They're Frankie. an American doo wop group. Um, right. And but. Presumably, Frankie gets top billing. So. Yeah, well, absolutely. Oh, and it's a song you'll recognise. 
is why do fools fall in love? Uh, it's, it's interesting that from a point of view that you know, when, when when people were being interviewed later and said, well, I used to be a teenager. And they go, yeah, so didn't we all? <laughs> yeah. No, I was one of the teenagers. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. And? No, I mean... No, I mean, I uh, I sang with the teenager. Well, I don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> one of those confusing conversations that, that band names need to take into account when they're naming their bands. I'm surprised there aren't more. There are other versions that are famous, but hmm. I'm surprised there isn't. Well, we have the Beach the Beach Boys version, hmm. but it was a B side to their song "Fun Fun Fun" in, in 1964. So I'm not sure. That I necessarily have heard their version. Mm. The the other version that is quite popular is um, Diana Ross's version from 1981. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm kind of surprised there isn't like a set, a famous 70s version. Mm. Um, but, well, maybe maybe there's you know maybe there is one. Maybe Tom Jones did it and we've just forgotten. Uh, Diana Ross's version got to number four in mm. 1981. Um, I can kind of picture her doing it, but. Mm. Um, uh, I think, and I think she did it quite in the style of the original. I don't think she tried to update it. Um, then we have Doris Day. Doris. This is a. This was number one for six weeks. It was whatever will be will be. I. Case of our from the Hitchcock film. Oh. Which one's it from? Um, uh, oh, the man who knew too much. Man who knew too much. Yes. No, the the remake of the man who knew too much because Hitchcake made Hitchcake Hitchcock made two, <laughs> two versions. Hit, let's have some Hitchcake. <laughs> oh, think, it's mysterious and strange. The master of suspenders. Yes, no, it's um. Yes, no, uh, yes, it's uh, he's it, remake of his own movie. Yes, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna go and watch um, Psycho with a nice slice of Battenberg now. <laughs> <laughs> Yum, yum, chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> um, she, was, she was murdered in the shower with a slice of a cake knife and a slice of Battenberg. <laughs> so many ideas. Um, <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> you'd probably do something like you'd introduce it and there'd be a man lying on the floor behind him with a, with a, a Battenberg sticking out of his golf. And he wouldn't even refer to him. He'd kind of say, "Oh, excuse me," as he stepped over his corpse. I had one too many cream cakes. <laughs> um, then, we, I mean, that's such a famous song. I don't know as much to say other than, than uh, yes. Well, whatever, whatever will be. It's yes. one. It's one that we expect it to be able to successfully mm. um, capture. Absolutely, and he'll know every word of that. Yeah. Um, after that, we have "Lay Down Your Arms." By arms and surrender. I mean, that's another one that turns up in lipstick. Uh, the Dennis uh, Potter series, lipstick on your song by Belinda Carlisle called "Lay Down Your Arms," but it's, that's mm-hmm. that's different. Yeah, um, uh, it was number one four weeks, and it's by, mm-hmm. it's by Anne Shelton. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a popular English vocalist who is remembered for providing inspirational songs for soldiers. Ah. <laughs> I'd like to inspire some soldiers, please, sir. But um, yeah, but then she had some. <laughs> then, she, then she had hits in the fifties and sixties. But lay down your arms, appears to be mm. the biggest. There's a picture of her being presented to the to Queen Elizabeth in 1953. Oh well, there you go. She's met everybody though, hasn't she? That Queen. I mean, she's oh, she, you know. she shares my she shares my birthday. 
she has to say oh, who did she give it to yeah it is paul's birthday i'm gonna give give it to no, you as well she was born 13 40 56 she was born 50 years before me wow. uh, on the same day wow so i think i'm copying her i'm copying her you think yeah photocopy of her magic you'd think you'd be better known really <laughs> she was born in dulwich um south london <laughs> Prince Yeti. She was still having um, top ten hits in 1961. Um, not the Queen was. <laughs> not that I know. Um, she. She was top of the ratings on Christmas Day, but you know, let's face it, it's over the course of the year. I mean, you know, the ratings slumped dramatically. Oh, and she came fourth in the Eurovision Song Contest in 1961, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. Uh, Oh, and she appeared in three Royal Variety performance, uh, performances, 1953, 1959, and 1978. That's a big jump. That is, isn't it? That's, that's a heck of a leap. Who would have remembered her by 58? Well, this was it. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, she's available. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, apparently, she pro- continued to perform at charity and anniversary concerts until her death in uh, July 1994. Oh, God bless her. Apparently there's loads of compilations, but we mm. still don't know who she is. I'm sorry. Sorry, Anne. It's our fault. Um, so Lay Down Your Arms is a popular song. Um, there's quite a few. There's various different versions. Mm. Caught the Cordettes did a version mm. in the States. Uh, yes, yeah, she's described as a force's sweetheart. Mm. Okay. Uh, stayed well, in the top painted on the side of aeroplanes. It's, it's, oh, it mentions it was in um, uh, lipstick. Well, it just says a television. You think they could bother to actually tell you which one? It just says <laughs> the song is also used in a Dennis Potter play. Oh, right. Tell us which one. Well, I know uh, which one it is because I have the soundtrack. Actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. trying to provide information then. Be more concise. <laughs> Not you. The, no, 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 no. It's just it's, it's the wikis for you. It's yeah. the wikis. You know, do your research, mate. Um, did did so, you see that uh, tweet from uh, Toby Hado a few days ago? I'm not sure which. about uh, Wikipedia. How Philip Hinchcliffe went in to correct all the mistakes on his page, <laughs> and when he went back in a few days later, someone had changed them back because they knew better. <laughs> oh, um, oh, well. We've got two more number ones in the UK. Um, We've got Frankie Lane with Frankie a, woman, Lane. a Woman in Love. Uh, uh, Frankie Lane next to Ronnie Street. <sighs> <laughs> it was number one for four weeks. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Road. He lived to a good age. He lived to be 93. He lived to, to 2007. Is there a Frankie Lane? Do you think Do you think there's a Frankie Lane somewhere that's been actually named after him? Probably. Or is uh, that just because that? I mean that that's that's British humour for you, isn't it? I mean I know I know we want to call ships stupid names if it's actually put to the public vote, but I imagine that somebody somewhere has actually put a Frankie Lane into a housing estate somewhere just just because they can. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, let's see about the song. He he was uh, he was a, he was in an episode of Rawhide. Good. He may have been in more than one episode of Rawhide, for all I know. But, um, rolling, rolling, rolling. Let me see. A Woman in Love is a popular song. Thank yeah. you. That's got to number one, so yes. Right. Um, it was introduced in Samuel Goldwyn's 1955 cinematic adaption of the Broadway musical Guys and Dolls. Okay. Um, 
So um, it's not it's not the the I am a woman in love one, <laughs> later. That's different. Again, it's not the same song. Uh, there's a version with Marlon Brando and Gene Simmons. What? Brando? Uh, I presume that's the same Gene Simmons who uh, who the actress played. Well, I think she played Elizabeth Collins. Elizabeth oh. Collins from Dark Shadows in the 1990 remake, the brief remake of Dark Shadows. That um, because uh, everything's connected. Uh, <laughs> now, our last number one of 1956 in the UK is. Just Walking in the Rain by Johnny Ray. Uh, walking in the rain. Do, 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 do. Wow. An American singer, songwriter, and pianist. He was a bit wet, presumably. <laughs> Most popular. He, written after his experiences in, in coming to Britain. <laughs> from, sure. from glorious California, and he sort of comes and spends a week in Birmingham and Manchester and, right. and Derbyshire in the, in the middle of the summer. And it's like, get in the rain. He'd be used to a bit of, a bit of heat. Um, let's see, what other hits did he have here? He had a number one. We must have we must have seen him before because he got to number one in America in '51 with "Cry," but he was with the Four Lads back then. Ah, the Four Lads. I would see again from an interview point of view. Well, what were I was a lad. Well, what does that help? It's, it's the same problem. They had quite a lot of uh, he had quite a lot of big sort of top ten hits yeah. in the in the '51 '52. Mm. Um, actually, he seems to have done, seems to be one of those people. Who, he has he has chart entries sort mm. of. Throughout the um, uh, just walking, you know, just walking in the rain, got to number two in the states. So it, I think he, he probably got bigger. He, he wasn't discovered quite as soon, but oh. his chart positions in America in the mid fifties go a bit sort of twenty seven, twenty nine, not too high. But he's having number well, having top ten hits mm. um, in the UK. Um, so I think he probably discovered later and appreciated. Um, um, he got to number seven in the UK with Faith Can Move Mountains. Wow. Um, Faith stole my move, move, move any mountain. <laughs> somebody stole my gal, got to number six. <laughs> somebody let's walk, stole let's walk that away. <laughs> let's walk that away with Doris Day, number four. <laughs> no, let's walk this away. No, no, I, I don't want to hop. No, thank oh, you. He, no. He, he, number one in 54 was Such a Night. I don't remember that. Such um, a Night. And Hey There, number five. If you believe number seven in fifty-five, yeah, um, yeah, he got about a bit then. Oh, he has another number one coming up. But, uh, oh yes, well, I won't be able to say any more. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert! Um, so just walking in the rain. It's always nice to see who else might have covered these things. Um, it was originally written uh, by Johnny Bragg in nineteen. Um, he, he liked to shout, didn't he? He liked to tell everybody who he was. <laughs> um, it doesn't talk much about other versions, uh, particularly, which is a bit weird considering other versions did better <laughs> than uh, the alternative versions of this song do exist. I think it's time when it got to number, number one for seven weeks, so it mm. did pretty well. Um, now, let me see. Oh no, that's 57. Um, don't tell me have I so that's oh yes of course it's the same website Fifty, uh, billboard okay yes um, information's on the same pages I'm just getting myself confused um, 
So, 56 in the States. Ah, yes. Uh, get out the old flying goggles. And, or should we go by the Queen Mary? Should we go Should we go by Ocean Liner this time? Go, take a nice five-day relaxing sort of jaunt on the old Atlantic. Oh, here we are in New York. Isn't it lovely? I mean, as you'll see, it's, it's sort of one person's year, really. Well, mm. not quite, but there's some, somebody who dominates and who did, I wouldn't say, dominated quite as much in the in the uk quite at that stage but 56 in um is it is it uh is it any any relation to mr parsley i i i think it might be yes Ah, mr parsley Parsley. Uh, um but we start off with dean martin with memories made of this for five Mm -hmm. weeks then we have k star rock and roll waltz for one week Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have nelson riddle nelson Um, riddle with Lisbon, Antigua. Um, okay. It's, I think we need to find out about this. Yeah. Riddle was an American arranger, composer, yeah. band leader, and orchestrator. Is that a Latin it, standard, a Latin music standard? I think the lame like um, uh, Whose career stretched from the late 40s to the mid 50s, mm. no, sorry, to the mid 1980s. Mm. Um, he worked with famous vocalists um, associated with Capitol, Re- mm. Capitol Records, including Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Nat King Cole, Judy Garland, Dean Martin, Peggy Lee, Johnny Mathis, Rosemary what? Clooney, and Keely Smith. Okay. That's the one I don't know out of that list, I'm afraid, <laughs> Keely Smith. Um, is Keely Smith a boy or a girl? I, oh, I, see, now there, there's, I mean, that's one of those, uh, what's those quiz shows where something is the answer that's a complete lie. And you think, yep, yeah, that'd be a handy one. I think, uh, I think, um, oh, apparently Keely Smith's name is Dorothy Jacqueline Keely. Oh, I know a girl called Keely from who I grew up with, but not, 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 not Keely Hawes. <laughs> um, so Lisbon Antigua is a Portuguese popular song yeah. that was originally written in 1937. Right. Um, but is it like a bossa nova classic or a Latin classic? Or I mean, is it, is it, it, it feels like, uh, you know, proper dance music or the title, yeah. the sort of title that, you know, proper dance music would have. And we say we could see people in the ballroom strutting their stuff to that one. Yeah. It doesn't really describe what type of music it is, but I imagine, I imagine so. Um, so Wikipedia entry needs um, a bit more clarification yes. um, get, get your finger out <laughs> yeah. then we have now we had Winifred Atwell with this one ah, Winifred's Les- back well, well no she's not but we've got the poor people of Paris but it, oh. it's, by Les- it's by Les Baxter Do Les now, didn't we have Les Baxter? You said something about soup. Is that a different, or was that a different Baxter? Ah, oh, I've lost track. I've, I've probably Raymond Baxter. <laughs> we did mention. I'm sure we mentioned. We Baxter, did. We did. But I can't see where. It must have just been when we were looking at. Um, yeah, I just had we were... <laughs> I just randomly wanted to mention soup. I don't know. <laughs> it's all part of the, the promotion. So now that now that you're you're looking for advertisers for the Shy Life podcast, uh, <laughs> brought to you today by Baxter Soup. Les Baxter was an American musician and composer. Um, he worked as an arranger and composer for swing bands. Ah, and ah, the, he developed the, his own style of easy listening music known as Exotica. Okay. <laughs> well, well, well. Oh, well, this is it. This is swing bands have so many meanings, don't they? They could be down, down the park, <laughs> the children. Or they could be down down some horrible, horrible, sleazy place. Apparently, it's just saying 
There's a section here, controversy. <laughs> I haven't got time to read it. Yeah, it's about velour cushions, isn't it? That's what he meant by swing band. Oh, oh stop it. Put your keys in the middle of the room. Oh. <laughs> well, he was number one for four weeks in America. Um, then we have... never heard of again. He never rings. <laughs> he never got his keys back. Somebody else had his career. <laughs> He's been dead since 1996, so don't expect to call any time next soon. Oh, well, there we go. But um, then we have our first Elvis Presley number one, Heartbreak Hotel. Um, is that no? That isn't his his first one, though, is it? That's just the uh, first one of the. I think we. I think I. I think when I was reading the facts at the start, I think it may be his first one. Oh, right. um, but then I was quite surprised when I was looking. I thought we'd there. mentioned it before. That was... um, yeah, it may not be his first single, but it's certainly his first number one. I think. Although if he made all his debuts and stuff like we said at the top of the show, then probably yeah. Heartbreak Hotel. See, I wouldn't have thought that that was the first one, really. Well, I, saw, I, I can't mention it yet because we haven't got to it, but I remember I was looking to see what we were going to be talking about today and was surprised that one of the singles was like that far down the list of singles. I thought it was what I was thought that was one of his first ones. But, this, does, but, this is where you realise that actually Paul does research for these programmes that I never do. With this. Uh, I think so. Um, yeah, his yeah, uh, Heartbreak Hotel. Is that one I'm talking about? They, he doesn't have many other singles before. The Heartbreak Hotel yeah. is the sort of first. It looks like he's he had a few. He had a few sort of songs that just didn't chart yeah. um, at all. That's all right. Good, good rocking tonight. Yeah, Milk Cow Blues Boogie. I'm left. You're right. She's gone. Yeah. Um, I forgot to remember to forget, and then none of those have chop positions, and then suddenly Heartbreak Hotel number one. So, oh, okay, um, and then and then I think he has four in a row. So, mm. so where are we? But you're telling uh, us a plot. <laughs> um, it was, it was, it looks like he did like the first version. Uh, ah. I, I mean, it's it's probably true. I mean, I, I've got a couple of sort of Elvis collections, you know, and, and I suppose they all start with that one. So I suppose it was the first. It just feels like it shouldn't be. <laughs> History is wrong, damn it. Oh, now I'm sure this name came up earlier. Gogi Grant with Gogi. The, wayward, the Wayward Wind. Um, the Wayward Wind. <laughs> for six weeks. Um she yes, Gogi Grant, American pop singer. The, way the wind, wind, the wind, the wicked wind. It blows the girl skirts high, but God was just and sent the dust to blind the poor man's eye. <laughs> it used to be a thing that people would write in your autograph book. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. It's pretty much the only song she's known for. Um, she did have a song in '55 called "Suddenly There's a Valley," number nine. Suddenly there's a valley. valley. Yeah, subtly. The valleys usually take a while to be built. They don't just suddenly appear, do you? Oh, this is it. I mean, that's basically that's that's an that's an underground collapse somewhere. That's that's a sinkhole gone mad. Isn't yeah, it? They have you many know. singles. Um, uh, that was a um, euphemism. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she has other singles, but they did really badly. Like number eighty, "Stranger: The Ways of Love." Uh, well, maybe that's it. I, I actually feel maybe she was an alien. <laughs> Strange are the ways of your earth, love. I shall write a song about it. Oh, suddenly there's a valley from our big laser cannon. 
<laughs> strange are the ways of the of the buying public probably after chapter number strange one. Strange are the ways of these humans, the monsters that you on Maple Street. Since she retired in 1967. Um, yeah, maybe she had other. Gave up. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's been like a bit me and me publishing, Paul. You just think, sod it, give up. No one oh, wants she, them. Oh, she, she, reti- she, she, reti- she managed, despite retiring in 1967, she has a, an album in 68 and 70. So she obviously unretired. But uh, Not necessarily. She's retired now. We, we can we can release the songs. She's not going to turn up. We're all right, lads. We're all right. Okay, okay. Put the record out. Put the record out. Um, now we have another number one single from Elvis. Only for one week. It's not one that I can immediately say I recognise. Okay. I want you. I need you. I love you. Right. Well, it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> um, it uh, is best known for being Elvis Presley's seventh single release. Right. On the RCA Victor label. Okay, that's what it's best known for, even though. Sure. <laughs> even though. Specific. Um, yeah, because Heartbreak Hotel was the sixth. Ah, uh, okay. So it's the difficult second hit of the year. Of... Yeah, because the other, sing- well, the other singles um, before that didn't do well. Um, then we have The Platters with my prayer oh dear me we used to like the platters i don't know why they used to turn up a lot yes okay Um, maybe maybe we just like buffets (laughs) uh this looks like it was an old song at the time it was comes from 1939 Mm -hmm. Um, glenn miller Miller did a version right Um, good old glenn whatever happened to him it looks like uh this is one of the most famous versions though because it was used in a number of films, October Sky, Mischief, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Malcolm oh. X. Um, it's a bit of a class, a bit of a standard then. Probably. Apparently Vera Lynn did a version in, um, in One Exciting Night in 1944. What? In a, what but sorry, yeah. she just had a really exciting night and decided to sing that. <laughs> I think I didn't realise that Vera Lynn appeared in films. But. No, I didn't realise she had an exciting night, quite frankly. It was, you know, it was always a bit... Uh, I always thought she was terribly, terribly sedate, which just goes to show everybody has a past. One Exciting Night was a musical Terrible comedy else. film in 44. She was basically the Jennifer Aniston of her day. Ah. With Vera Lynn. No, Mind I you, I mean, as I was talking to uh, Warren a few weeks ago, you know, Tuton Tessie turns up in the blue lamp, so... <laughs> um, then we have... Not that Elvis Presley. Um, we have Don't Be Cruel, Stroke to Hound Dog. Which I've heard of that. I've heard of both of those. Yeah. So that one, that other one, just seems um, to slip through the net. How weird. Don't Be Cruel was written by Otis Blackwell in 1956. Fair enough. Um, to a heart that's true. Um, and Hound Dog, was that written by, who was that written by? That was written by Lieber and Stoller. Well, I, I recognise them. <laughs> that was by his dog. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I like um, was it um, uh, Johnny? Johnny was a joker. Um, oh, what are they called? Uh, the brothers. Um, I'll get there in a minute. Um, do, do, hey, bird dog. That's I like bird dog by okay. by the Everly Brothers. That's the dog song I like. Fair enough. Much better than how much is that doggy in the window? Oh yes, I mean, of of all the the dog based songs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
That was number one for 11 weeks. Oh, really? Crikey. I bet we're going to be getting a load of these in the UK mm-hmm. on the way back. Because, uh, well, why not? We've still got two more number ones. We've got Love Me Tender by Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. All about, Nick. basically, that's the one about the steam engine, isn't it? It's RRR. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, um, Elvis Presley gets a credit um, for writing this one. I mean, not, oh, yeah. not, not totally. No. Uh, he is. Is, is the is the like? Uh, does he rap a bit in the middle? <laughs> it does say he's not credited as being a writer, but but it's mentioned that he was a writer of it, or alongside okay. the other people. So, Fair enough. He probably just did like. I wonder there's if it's like. Yeah, there's an eight-bar uh, rap in the middle, you know. There's probably a rap in the middle. There's other rap in the middle. It's like with the Spice Girls, where they just kind of say, "Oh no, change that word from." red to blue and then you get a writing credit uh, good god that's a way to make a few bob if only i knew you see I, I this is what i say about not having mentors in my life if only i'd known that i could be getting all words with royalties by saying i wandered lonely <laughs> if you turned up if you, if you turned up dressed as one of the spice girls and you know say say you turned up dressed as sporty um mm. thing is you and you changed the word then it wouldn't mm. go to martin holmes it would go to sporty because mm, they thought they, they mistook you for sporty well it's so, easily done to be fair um i suspect uh, i would have probably gone for the uh, the union jack mini mini dress really i feel that i, I that's that's the iconic look i i know it's I, I used to sport that but it's all got a bit tarnished nowadays tarnished I, being the youngest in, in, in our podcasting group, I, I would have been baby, obviously. Obviously, obviously, yes. <clears throat> but my do- I had a doctor who looked like um, Baby Spice for a while. She was really nice. I kind of felt, I think I felt partly quite comfortable with her because she reminded uh-huh. me of Baby Spice. Did you, did you start f- sort of faking illness for a while just to just no. so you could go back? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just used to sort of say ziggly as I left the room just to kind of say, I know, I know it's you really, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Our last number one. Um, it, well, it, we're always fond of Roger Moore. So it's Guy Mitchell with singing the blues. Guy, good old Guy. Well, that, was, that was nine weeks. That was good. Um, We've talked about him before because I keep mistaking him for Guy Mitchell Moore. He presents. Yeah. <laughs> um, more yeah. Guy Mitchell. I'm Hold sure on, we'll get... rearrange these syllables. Into... Well, there are other versions. Um, other versions are available. Marty Robbins and the Tommy and Marty Robbins and Tommy Steele did a version. Um, and uh, oh well, I better not say too much. I think we're going to be seeing that soon. So, uh, so we're going to move. Over, we're going to move to fifty-seven now. Um, before we, we'll stay in America. And we'll come back to the UK. Absolutely. Um, but I had to I sort of want to stay here for a while, have a look around, yeah. check yeah. make the. To check out visas, all that kind of thing. Yeah, nothing worse than going to a country and then... Big sky country! Wow, look at that horizon over there, and look at that horizon over there, and wow, isn't the sea great, isn't the sky blue, and everything's bigger over here, and wow, and look at those cars with fins, my God, I'm actually looking at you across the car, and you're in a distant speck on the horizon, and you're on the same seat as me. Absolutely. <laughs> let's um, have a let's have a coke and a burger. This this is a weird one from fifty seven because it kind of only feels like Elvis's career is is starting really, and it's not like this particular show stopped because I know the Beatles were on it. 
1950s. But on January the 6th, 1957, Elvis Presley made his final appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show. Ah, and then he was banned. Banned yeah, for hip-swinging. Um, hip-swinger, you. And, and, and 10 days later, on the 16th of January, the Cavern Club opened in, in Liverpool as a jazz mm-hmm. club. So, yeah. Really? Okay, that's that's interesting. So basically, Elvis' last appearance, the Cavern yeah. Club opened. Mm. There's um, a connection there somewhere. Yeah. There's a tunnel. There's a tunnel from, um, from, from Memphis to Liverpool. And, and in March, the Everly Brothers, we mentioned them just a minute ago, uh, recorded in Nashville their very first single, Bye Bye Love. Oh, yeah. at least that's one. That, at least I didn't know that that was their first single, but it's one I know there. So Yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised that the, the Everly Brothers and, and uh, being fr- the, the Nashville connection, to be honest, I hadn't really made that connection. That's, that's um, in, uh, two days later, I, I don't know. We weren't mentioned. It wasn't mentioned last year, but yeah. 1957 is the second annual Eurovision Song Contest. It Number. was in Frankfurt. Um, how, many, by, how many? How uh, many countries took part in this? I don't. I'm probably probably a handful. Uh, it was won by a Dutch singer called. Was there only Paris. one in the first? Was it a bit yeah. like the World Series? There was only one country in it. it was... yeah. I think. I think there was like 12 in, in the early mm. ones, but there wasn't. Wasn't like it. Homes were the days when everybody in Australia in the love and harmony, love and harmony. So, 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 yes. So, who won? Who won it? Um, Corey Brocken, a Dutch singer. Okay. Um, Do we know the song? Is it is it played a lot in those compilations of the best of Europe? Ask me to pronounce it. It was. I can't pronounce it. It's net 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 a's doing right. Does it? I mean, have you heard it? Does it? How does it feature on the Eurovision no, standard? Does it? I, I mean, know. is there is there bonkers clothing and a lot of booby dooby dom doos or something? Or? I'm not sure if they were. Okey doggy No. Not sure if they were allowed that sort of thing back in those days. Yeah. Okay. This isn't the 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is the 50s, damn it! No, tap out your pipe and say, have some sensible <laughs> lyrics, woman. Yes. Um, oh gosh! See, Elvis must be getting his royalties really quickly. Because mm. by March 57, he bought Graceland's. Mm. Or Graceland. Um, and, um, well, again, that's unusual in the music biz, isn't it? I mean, it's obviously Tom Parker was a good manager. He actually managed to get, get him some money. I mean, quite often people have such lousy managers that they end up with no money and they're touring for years. So that's, that is quite impressive. Either that or Graceland's was basically a small terraced house that he just extended a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, in March, um, Ricky Nelson recorded his first three songs. I'm not sure what they were. Um, oh, uh, and in a day later, on the 27th of March, Kesavarsara won an Academy Award for Best Song. In a- well, that was in the days when the the best song in the Academy Awards was actually good. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and. Um, in July, July the 6th, John Lennon and Paul McCartney met. At, at Hello, Paul. Church. Hello, George. Um, at where? At St. Peter's Church, Walton, at a fate. Oh, right. Um, and the they quarry men. Walter boys, then. Yeah, the quarry men were playing at the fate. So. Um, oh, and um, apparently on August the 7th, the quarry men played at the Cavern Club. I didn't realise that um, they had history beyond, the, like before the Beatles, of playing at the, you know, um, Playing. Apparently, they played "Don't Be Cruel" by Elvis Presley. 
See, when the history of narrow casting is written, Paul, and they say, oh, yes, well, I never realised that uh, that Paul appeared on Randy Arco. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, um, yeah, I guess it was still a jazz club. Yes, it, okay. um, they, they played, they were playing an interlude spot between jazz bands. Uh, oh. They got told off for playing rock and roll. Uh, it's it's sort of like an open open mic spot for unsigned bands or something. Wow, well, that's, that's interesting. Um, How dare you play that rock and roll? <laughs> and then in September, Simon uh, in September, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel um, started working together, but they were called Tom and Jerry. <laughs> um, they, they had their first argument. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hello. The music was just in between. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, um, okay. When when Nat King Cole's television show is unable to get a sponsor, Frankie Lane becomes the first artist to cross TV's colour line, becoming the first white artist to appear as a guest, wow. foregoing his usual salary of £10,000. Good old Frankie. Other top performers follow suit, including Mel Torme and Tony Bennett, but despite an increase in ratings, the show still fails to be able to pick up a national sponsor. Yeah, how, how times don't change. Um, oh, and Debbie Reynolds got a, a gold record for her song, Tammy. Uh, <laughs> and Tammy Reynolds, did she get a gold record for her song, <laughs> Debbie? <laughs> it was... Um, There's no quid pro quo there, is there? <laughs> There's a good song called Debbie by the B-52s, which is an ode to Debbie Harry. Well, um, quite right, too. The, the it was from How the film. The no, never mind. <laughs> it was from the it was from the song. It was from the movie Tammy and the Bachelor. Tammy um, and the Bachelor. And was nominated for an Academy Award. Okay. Um. So that's facts. Now let's let's go to the fiction. Yeah. Let's make sure I'm in the right country. Yes, we're in America for 1957. Golly, Jeepers, um, 1957. What were you doing uh, in 1957, Paul? Not existing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was in, I was in the astrological plane. I was, I was floating around between the ether. I was a twinkle in a milkman's arm. Well, I would have been best. I'd been past my best by date if, 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 if fifteen years before I was born. If I was, if I was around in '57 in some form, that would be. We had a very shy milkman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to pluck up the courage. It took a very long time. No. We start 57 with another Elvis Presley song, um, Too Much, which I expect I do know if I heard it, but it's not. Oh, you see, no, that, that's great, isn't it? That That is fabulous. You imagine you go to buy your record from the record shop and you say, how, what record do you want to buy, Sonny? And you go, too much. And they go, oh, dear me. Well, we can't give it you any cheaper. Ah, ha, 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 ha. I bet that went on all over America, that one. It was number one for three weeks. And then we have... Tab Hunter. Tab Hunter. Tab Hunter with Young Love. Tab Hunter? Isn't he an actor? He's um, an American actor, singer, and film producer, and author. Doesn't, um, yeah, and uh, um, an author. Interesting. Um, I know the name Tab Hunter from the credits of some films I've seen. He's in Battle Cry, The Girl He Left Behind, Gunman's Walk, uh, Damn Yankees. Damn uh, Yankees. It looks like, like Young Love films. It's like mm-hmm. young love is sort of mm-hmm. a, a rare hello Dios like he, he, has, he has doomed commando written all over him I don't know why it's just one of those you, things you're a fan of Tab Hunter do you don't you oh. um, he lived to be 86 he died yeah. in 2018 
Um, deal. Sit down. Um, that was number one for four weeks. Um, deal. Sit down, please. Yes, I know you've been very soft, very cuddly today. He was, he was very nice this morning. He kept butting me and stuff, being all like. Mm. What did you want? Did you want my credit card? <laughs> you did. Buy food, buy food. Click, 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 click. <laughs> oh, dear, I thought you loved me. Um, then we have um, another one I've never heard of, Buddy Buddy Knox. Buddy Knox. Um, with the song Party Doll, number one for one week. Um, wow. Buddy Knox, he, he's very smiley. Party doll, did you say? Party doll, yeah. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. That that's that's just wrong in so many ways. I'm sorry. That's just like, <laughs> like he might have even written the song. Ah, okay. So, Maybe he was a very lonely gentleman. Seems to have quite a lot of songs, but I don't yeah. think many of them did especially well. Hula Love in 1957 got to number twelve. Um, it always amazes me. I mean, this is what 70, 70 odd years ago, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, it always gets me that, that how attitudes, you know, sort of change. I mean, you, you, some of the the words and expressions that are used to describe women in in music generally are really quite, you know, you you just think no, no, you can't talk to people like that. But it was just the norm. It's, it's really odd. It's really odd sometimes when you just see how how this terminology sort of, you can't call somebody a Doll. I'm sorry, it's wrong. Uh, I don't know if that, that's where a living doll came from. I know, I know, and again, ooh, that's that's dodgy as hell as well, really, when you think about it. Well, he locked her up in a trunk so no good, so yeah. nobody could steal him away from me. Oh dear. So I wouldn't be admitting to that cliff, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Although, yeah, you know, the helicopter's over the house, you know, I mean, it, apparently it was all, all very wrong. Doesn't look like um, Buddy Knox was ever a, 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 a doubt again. <laughs> well, he was never a big deal in the UK. He, mm. Party Doll only got to number twenty-nine, yes. and he only had one other charting single, um, "She's Gone," and that got to forty-five. She's gone under the patio. Actually, and that was in nineteen sixty-two. So he 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 was hacking around a bit, but uh, he's still releasing singles in nineteen. Plug it away what you have to do just keep on people ignore you for 10 years just do another one do another one do another well, one times somebody somebody told me the other day even though because i was saying i like quite a lot of songs like that have been released this year but they're not by people who are charting that high even though they're quite young some of them are quite young and some somebody said well the thing is I think it's almost got to the stage where people know that the main charts don't really mean anything anymore. So you can still have quite a career, um, even if you, because you may have hits in other countries, and 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 that might be enough to, you know, uh, at least for a while. Buy yourself a Graceland, yes. Yes, deals. As I'm talking, I am talking to you. That's right. Um, then we have. Um, oh, let me see. Is there anything more to find out about Party Doll? Um, uh, yeah, it was written by him. Him and Jimmy Bowen. Jimmy Bowen. Um, um, Linda's Farm did a version uh, in 1987. I've just, got, I've just got visions of him presenting bullseye now. I know that's wrong. 
Um, <laughs> look what you could have won. <laughs> We've got then, this party doll. <laughs> our next number one in Nothing the US. In this game for three in a bed. Thank you. Our next number one in the US in 1957 is Perry Como's Round and Round. Round and one, Round. One week. Um, round and Round. Random, 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 round, random, 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 round, random, round, random, round, random, random, round, random, round, random, round, random, random, round. Not that then. He'll stop in a minute, dears. Don't worry. I've got a loop there. It looks like um um the the modern the mod the twenty first century singer Sia did a version for an advert for Target. So, um, Target, Target. That's a that's a shop in America. Oh, okay. Um, but um, then we have uh, like Elvis books. You know, <laughs> yes, <Target. laughs> then we have another Elvis Presley, and we have All Shook Up. Uh huh. And that's for eight. Uh huh. Um, well, that, that, that'll be the uh, that'll be the the living doll in the bag. Yes, it's <laughs> um, going in the trunk. That was uh, for number one for eight weeks. Right. Um, Oh, Otis Blackwell. Otis Blackwell. Um, I think we've heard that name yeah. before. Wrote, um, wrote another one. Then. Okay. Um, oh, just to say that. Um, okay. Um, then we have another Pat Boone song. Um, it's "Love Letters in the Sand." Love letters in the sand. Oh, yes, I, I think. I, I think my 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 ma and pa may have. Uh, yeah, apparently that dates back. That dates back to 1931. So yeah, it was, it was a bit of an old standard. Yeah, originally recorded by Gene Austin. Gene Austin, astronaut. Yeah, oh, Gene Austin, Les Morse, and the American Dance Band. Uh, <laughs> vocal refrain by Tom Brown. Is that Gene, as in J. Gene or G. Gene? Uh, um. Uh, G, 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 G with a G, yes. So Gene with a G. It's a, a gentleman. Yes. Yeah. Astronaut man barely alive. And that's right. Um, six penny none, six, six pence none the richer. They're a nineties band. Um, they did a version. Mm-hmm. Six pence none the richer. Yes. They, 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 um, and Bill Haley, Bill Haley did a version. Andy Williams did a version. Then we have another Elvis song. Um, let me be your teddy bear <clears throat> for seven weeks. What? I mean, when just, just what? What? Yeah. Did that stuff work with the fifties teeny boppers? I mean, it's, <laughs> good Lord. Well, I suppose it explained, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, as a Yeti, I'm sure you're very aware of, of, of body hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one minute and 46 seconds long as well. Well, yes, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then we have, uh, following that, we have Debbie Reynolds' Tammy that we heard. We were ah, Debbie's got, back. That was, um, it, it, it was number one for three weeks. And then we and then we have another song that follows it, which is also a girl's name. We have Paul Anker doing Diana. Ah, so, so, so Tammy, then Diana. People didn't hang around, did they? They weren't sentimental in those days. They'd move on. And move on. Then we have the crickets. That'll be the day. Um, oh, yeah. Ah, yes. But just a minute. How can it be? That, why is it the crickets without Buddy Holly? Or is well, he in the, oh, no, he's in the crickets. 
Mm. I thought he became oh, didn't it become and, Buddy Holly? Didn't didn't it eventually become Buddy Holly and the Crickets? Yes. There was obviously the breakout star. He had his own plane. Let's not go Justin there. Tim Blake of uh, the of the day. Um, Saturday the day is a seventies uh, film, isn't it? Mm. Which uses it at, as its title music. Mm. Um, it was first recorded by Buddy Holly by Buddy Holly and the Three Tunes, oh. and then the Crickets were his new band. Uh, uh, well, you, you um, know, I mean, it's a popular game. When. And then we have. Was it the insect? Is it the insect, Mister Orn? Not, not, not the game. And then we have. Uh, we're into October by now. Um, so the cricket should be hibernating by now. Yes. We've got. Um, cricket season's honey, over. We've got honeycomb. Right. By Jimmy Rogers. Jimmy um, Rogers. Mister uh, Rogers. Mister Rogers. Oh, he's only he only died about a year ago. Oh, slightly more than a year ago. Bless him. He was 87. Um, he had a run of hits in the 50s and 60s. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure um, if we know any other ones. Mainly having hits in the States or Canada rather than they mentioned mm. UK. Um, uh, he didn't travel well. <laughs> um, Domestic market is it? It's one of those wines. Um, and unfortunately, if you click on honeycomb, mm-hmm. it sends you to a Wikipedia page which tells you what a honeycomb is. Ah, lots of bees. Yes. That, that somebody doing the Wikipedia page has not been looking when they've been paying attention. Their links are. Yes. Oh, here we go. Let me see. I have found a honeycomb page by going a different way. And um, originally, Disambiguation. It, was a, it was a popular song written by Bob Merrill in, 1950, Bob Merrill. in 1954. Um, set, uh, uh, Again, it's, it's always sometimes it, it, it strikes me that how, how banal, you know, how ordinary something you know, you're so used to the rock and roll name. That the, the names behind the tunes sometimes are just, they do they do sound like car dealerships sometimes you know it's kind of just kind of weird. Well, we've got um, our next number one is a, is an Everly Brothers one, right? Bye 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 love obviously didn't do quite well enough, but um, we've got wake up a little well, <laughs> it's not called wake up a little Susie, but that's how they sing it. It's right. called wake up little Susie. Right. Um, and bye bye love, one. wake up little Susie. It's yeah. a story. There is there is a story. There's a, a subtle uh, storyline running across the Everly Brothers music. Was, you want to keep an eye out for. It was written by um, written by Felice and Bodu Bryant. Right. Uh, let's see. Wonder how far. Wonder where. Uh, and where is our trouble? Deep. I was hoping to get a chart. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got some. We gotta go home. <laughs> bye bye, love. Got to number two, so it did do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Then it's funny, yeah. brothers, isn't it? I mean, you've got a brother. I am. I am. Uh, I'm brotherless. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever considered sort of doing duets with your brother? Only on Sutton Park. We 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 were. Uh, so, so the Chandler yeah, Brothers. You, we you did, performed as the Chandler Brothers. No, we did. 
when I when I said when I was going to say my brother and I, it was actually my brother and me playing a character. Wow. They formed a band called the Parkington the Parkington Dreadlets. Um, I think it was called the song was called Big Hair. Um, but of course, and, there is um, there yeah. is a band called the Yetis. It's, uh, I've discussed with Lisa recently. I wasn't a Yeti back then. Um, I didn't uh, become a Yeti until the noughties. Um, uh, naughty Yeti. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I notice now there's a range of um, uh, camping uh, yes. a drink products named after. Yeah, Jay the Haunt Club sent me a um, a, 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 a Yeti mug. A, yeah, sort of a mug that sort of keeps a cold drink cold, cold or a hot drink hot. And uh, I think, and he also sent me a hat, a Yeti hat as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, there's a whole range. They have a website, you know. <laughs> You should promote them. You should see if you can get sponsorship. Um, we've got three more number Yeti ones. By Yeti. Sorry, go on. Yes. We've got three more number ones. We've got Elvis Presley, Jailhouse Rock. Right. I think Jailhouse Rock's one, the one I thought was a lot earlier than... Yeah, it sort of feels um, like that was the breakout. Yeah. Is it the first film? Ah, uh, yeah, that might explain why it's got kind of a, quite a lot of... It's quite sort of well-known. Oh, that's another Jer- uh, Lieber and Stoller one. Um... Oh, are you are you coming to see me again, Dills? I hope you finished. There we go. You just sit quietly now. Oh, really? Really? Yes, I heard you making a noise. Thank you. That's lovely. Are you going to? <laughs> it was very cute, Dills. Um, that was number one for seven weeks. Okay. Then we have Sam Cook with "You Send Me." Ah, okay. What? Um, you send me in a package to somewhere else, so I'm not here. It was oh, it was it was produced by Bumps Blackwell. Uh, Bumps. Oh, it was his. De- it was Sam Cooke's debut single. Okay. Number one for two weeks, and then we finish 1957 in America with. Um, with Pat Boone, April Love. April Love in December. How weird. How very strange. Um, I mean, I know it's sort of holiday, people are booking their holidays and stuff, but they don't, uh, there's, there's very little evidence of the Christmas number one in America, is there really? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like there's, they, they are as much of a thing there as they are over here. No. Um, I mean, I'm probably completely wrong about that. It's just an impression I get. It may be a completely wrong impression, but. Uh, <laughs> It is an impression I, I get. You know, it's, it's the, the Christmas song that, that was, maybe um, doesn't travel. I don't know. It was a theme song from the 1957 film, which starred Pat Boone and Shirley mm. Jones. Um, and it was number one for two weeks. Excellent. So we need to go back to the UK to finish off. Mm-hmm. Just notice this Wikipedia page for some reason. It's supposed to be the number ones of the 50s, but it stops after 58. But I have found another link for 59. Okay. Um, uh, where are we going? Here we go. We're going to the UK for 57. This is a weird one. And yeah, quite different songs. Where is it? I was trying to say, didn't have half as many number one hits over here. Um, oh, really? I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of those ones um, that we've we've had mentioned mm. did well, but they um, anyway. So our first number one in the UK, 1957, is "Singing the Blues" by Guy Mitchell. Okay, which we've already discussed. Yes, um, 
But after one week, uh, we have Tommy Steele doing singing the blues. Right. Uh, and then, um, that, I bought and then, the wrong one. I want the, I wanted my money back, and I want I want that other one by the then, other bloke. And then after one week, we have Guy Mitchell with singing the blues. No, I didn't mean that one. I meant the other one singing it. No, I want I'm, I want yeah. That's that is odd, isn't it? That is really peculiar. Yeah. Um, so basically, three different number ones that have got the same. You know, the, the, you feel there's a quiz question there somewhere, don't you? They've got the, the same song, but but three different. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. thankfully, Frankie Vaughan takes. Did he do a version? He, no, he, he took the the number one place after that um, for four weeks uh, with the Garden of Eden. Uh, In the Garden of Eden. No, no, that that is again another one from the lipstick on your collar. Uh, it, it was first recorded by Joe Valino, but uh, mm. he only reached number 12 in 56 with that. Uh, Frankie Vaughan's version did better. Right. Uh, four weeks at number one. And then following Frankie Vaughan, we have, uh, what, what's this one? Oh, uh, Guy Mitchell singing the blues. Oh, right. Uh, only for one week. God almighty. How, how dull was 1957? <laughs> <laughs> um and then we ha- then after that we have Tab Hunter doing Young Love. Ah. Um that was very I think that was more popular over here than it got to yeah. number, it was number one for seven weeks. Young Love. Yes, no, that's again yes. Dennis trolled was obviously trolling the number ones of his childhood uh, for that one. Yes. Oh look, this is um this this is where a particular form of music which I don't think s- spread so far um or spread to the us um we have uh the next number one is lonnie donegan cumberland gap bit of skiffle bit of skiffle uh i don't i don't remember whether i don't think lonnie traveled the washboard went across the sea how can we just how can we explain to the us listeners what skiffle was i think over to you no, I think there's a, there's very much because uh, there was a very similar kind of music, um, sort of washboard, um, and uh, it, on, on 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 the stoops. This kind of hillbilly music, I would I would imagine, is 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 pretty much the same kind of thing. It's it's kind of got a beat and a rhythm and a uh, and, and comes from the homemade. It's very homemade. It certainly has a homespun air. I would say that would that would be the difference. Because well, I know that skiffle bands tended to be homemade instruments quite often, didn't they? Also, it, it, I didn't realise it, it was a cover when he did it. It originally comes from 24, 1924. Mm. And, um, and the Cumberland Gap is a mountain pass in the Appalachian Mountains. Mm. Uh, in oh, so is it, is it Appalachian's bluegrass? Yeah. So, so maybe it's got connections with bluegrass then, yeah. That, that could be could be part yeah. of it. I'm um, just going to see if there's any mention of him ever having success um, in the US. But it looks like he did eventually work in the 60s, did work in like Nashville and Tennessee. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well. But, but I, don't think, I don't think he was having... I just want, I just want to see if he... Oh, he did. Um, oh, Rock Island Line was, yes. a, hit, was a hit in 55. Um, that was a hit in the States and in the UK. So, oh, there you go. Um, and how bizarre. Um, does your chewing gum lose its flavour 
on the, on bed the bedpost, bedpost overnight, overnight. Um, was a hit in the UK and US. Yeah. We feel we feel we're worshipping now at the temple of Lonnie, aren't we? Does your chewing gum lose its flavour? On the and the response is on the bedpost overnight. I, I uh, didn't realise that he did such a famous fashion. Um, that was in 1959. Um, and actually, yeah, he had more hits in the UK. Um, he had more number ones as well. Um, and he had sort of top three hits like Tom Dooley and uh, uh-huh. and other hits like the Battle of New Orleans in 59. Okay. But um, he only had two hits. In, so, um, Cumberland Gap wasn't a hit in the States. No. As far as I can see. Uh, anyway, um, where's it gone? Where's it gone? Um, then after after Cumberland Gap, we have another song by Guy Mitchell, but you'd be glad ah. to know it isn't singing the blues. Oh, thank goodness for that. It's Rockabilly. Um, it Rockabilly. Rockabilly, yes. Rock a Billy. Now it's this yes. I'm presuming this is a Billy Can. <laughs> not not somebody who is not Billy Piper. <laughs> uh, only got to number ten in the states, so it did better. Uh, not a Billy Fluff. Okay. Um, so he was doing better. He, he only number one for one week, but mm. then we have Andy uh, yeah, Williams. All 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 helps pay the retirement fund. You know. Yeah. Then we have Andy Williams with Butterfly. Uh, two weeks. Don't. Um, it don't that one. No, okay. Butterfly. Apparently, mm. um, the original recording of the song by Charlie Gracie reached number one on the Billboard chart. Okay. I don't know when that was. Um, number ten on the R&B chart and number twelve on the UK Singles chart. Right. Um, let me say where Andy Williams. Oh, a cover version by Andy Williams also reached number one. On the do we have? I don't remember this. I don't remember this coming up on the Billboard charts in 1957. Mm-hmm. Did it? Did it? Did you say it reached number one? Well, it said it, it reached on the Billboard charts, but we've just done the Billboard charts for. Ah, uh, well, joined up thinking. I don't remember seeing Butterfly on that on the, on that uh, list at all. I think they're making it up. <laughs> Or unless it's a different billboard, like a billboard chart for things that weren't number one or something. Um, oh, everything we've ever done is a lie. Right, lie yeah. uh, um, it's all been lies. You're telling me lies for all these months, Paul. All these months. I don't, I don't know fact from... Oh, is it, is it, are you fake newsing me, Paul? Are you fake newsing me? Fake music. Oh. There's that... <laughs> Maybe they got their UK with their US confused. But, uh, we're definitely in the UK, and it's definitely number one in the UK. But no mention of being number one in the US, or at least not on the Billboard chart that we look at. Um, um, moving on, uh, we have uh, Johnny Ray with "Yes Tonight, Josephine." Yes tonight, Josephine. Mm. Okay, for three weeks. Uh, it was his third and final number one. Mm. And quite right too with that sort of attitude. <laughs> Apparently, the Jets did a version in 1981 uh, with Benny. <laughs> um, then, then we have uh, Lonnie Donegan again. Lonnie's not, back, but it's not. It's not. Um, 
but when I remember, it's uh, well, gambling man stroke putting on the style. Oh right, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Putting on the agony, putting on the style. Maybe not that one, no. But <laughs> it was recorded live at the London Palladium. Ah, maybe it was a bit of a segue. Maybe it was a bit of a segue from one to the other. Yeah, apparently putting on the style dates back to 1945. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, after Gambling Man, we mm-hmm. have we did, we have Elvis's only entry. Uh, number one at least right um and we have all shook up nice seven weeks seven blimey crikey all shook up well i mean that that's so that was his bake breakthrough here really yeah i was gonna have a look and see because i suppose that's the thing these things travel i mean the reputation you know all that all that stuff with the the controversy over ed sullivan everything like that would have traveled we would have heard of that so notoriety is a big big draw isn't it I'm just going to have a look and see how those early singles did in the UK. Mm. But for some reason... Oh, no, here we go. Um, oh, that's weird. Some of those... I see. Uh, the f- those um, singles... I didn't notice this before. Um, when I mentioned the early Elvis singles, that's all mm. right, and I'm left, you're right, she's gone. Mm. They didn't chart in the, I guess, the Billboard charts, but they did chart in the um, the, the US country chart. Oh. So that's all right, got to number 28, and I'm left, you're right, she's gone, got to number 33. Okay. And I'm left, you're right, she's gone, got to number 21 in the UK charts. Um, but as far as... Um, so Heartbreak Hotel got to number two in the UK, although it got to number one in Canada as well as America okay. and in the Netherlands. Um, I want you, I need you, I love you. I think we said that was number one. That only got to number 14 in the UK. And Don't Be cr- don't be Cruel only got to number 24 okay. in the UK. And Hound Dog got to number two in the UK. And Blue, Su- Blue Suede Shoes, Blue Suede, Sh- Blue Suede Shoes, mm-hmm. that, that cover of the Carl Perkins song. Yeah. Already got to number 20 in the US. Um, okay. I, I don't know why, considering he'd had, he'd had, um, he seems to have a load of singles. I don't know if they're, if they started releasing old stuff to, whilst yeah. they were working on new stuff. Because some of he, his single, he had all those, he had four number ones in a row and they kind of, the singles after that either didn't chart or are quite low. And then Lovely okay. Pender comes along. And, and and then he gets another load, load of number ones. Um, Fair enough. Bruce Wayne's shoes got number nine in the UK. But okay. All shook up, number one, for seven weeks. Right. Then we have Paul Anker with Diana, and that was number that was number one for uh, nine weeks. I okay. think that might be the biggest hit of the year. Um, then the crickets, that'll be the day for three weeks. Right. And then um, we have Harry Belafonte, Harry. Mary's boy child. Ah, seven seven weeks. Wow, that was quite a new song at the time. It had only been yes, yes. Um, but uh, no mention of that. I don't know if that got released. No, no mention of it of what it did in the states. I'm afraid, but no, not mm-hmm. number one anyway. Of course, I know the Boney M version. There is. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is. 
it is the number one song. The proverbial it in fifty six, fifty seven in the US and UK. Oh, yeah. Even though there's a question mark over that butterfly, Mandy Williams. But, mm. um, I don't, I don't, I don't look at that too closely in case our whole. Um, the whole yes, the whole palace comes tumbling down. Uh, the whole temple, the whole ah, we, the edifice is crumbling. We will be a, having on a lack of fact. Yes, we've been outfacted. Yes, um, well, it could be here any minute now. So ah, well, um, we before we go, before we <clears> go, <throat> go tuning I, up. I thought I heard him tuning up. Earlier. Yes, yes. That, no, that was daily being sick. But um, uh, anyway, <laughs> there, there's not much. Oh no, no I didn't say sounds. that. No, no, stop it. Quite similar sounds. Um, so next time we'll be finishing off our little, um, our little trip down the fifties. Um, Fifty-eight, uh, fifty-nine. Fifty-eight, fifty-nine, and I can. I can tell you we've got number ones by Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis uh, Presley, Michael Holiday, Perry Como, Marvin Rainwater, Connie Francis. Rainwater. <laughs> Which one of these is not a real person, though? Um, Connie Francis, Vic Damone, the Everly Brothers, the Carlin Twins, oh. um, Tommy Edwards, Lord Rockingham the Eleventh, um, <laughs> Conway Twitty. Um, Conway. Uh, actually, uh, oh, well, then we have, that's weird, we've got Conway Twitty, but we've also got Russ Conway. Um, yeah. Bobby Darren, oh, and we, and we, we, we uh, see the name Cliff Richard at number one for the first time. Wow. But, uh, it's beginning to feel almost modern. Oh, and Shirley Bassey. Wow. And um, Adam Faith. Well, yeah. we're basically in the 60s, aren't we? Yeah. The Faith. circle is closing. Yeah. Music has found its history. The history has joined up at last. Well, thank you very Where much. Where else can we go? Sorry, no. <laughs> thank you very much, Martin. For, um, Always a pleasure. And uh, don't worry, don't worry, listeners. He won't. He won't be gone. We've. I've got other. Uh, things hey, I won't be go. singing. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I've, I've got other plans for him after the fifties. So. <laughs> he won't okay. be Martin's last episode. Well, unless unless you really ask for it, yes. <laughs> unless unless he lands his spaceship on us. Well, you take care. Yeah, you you take care. Bye for now. Bye bye. ready to do his singing i'm not sure he's been rather quiet this time um maybe he's been doing a lot of research i mean these these 1950 songs aren't always as as uh, well known as uh, the ones from the, the the 60s or 70s or 80s even um some of them are are still heard regularly to this day but uh, some are some are a bit harder to find so maybe maybe he's uh, just taking that little bit extra time to to, uh, to, to, to to sort of just get them right 
Oh, Paul. Oh, oh, Paul, do you think so? I mean, is that what he usually does? Well, is it? Well, no. No, but maybe he's making an exception. I mean, we have kind of fallen out a few times with these 1950s episodes where, you know, he he's just known, like, two songs and then he's literally just sung the titles of the other songs using the tunes from the two songs he knows. Yes, yes, I'm aware of that, Paul. I was not pleased with him. Well, you know, it's difficult because if I get cross with him, then he, he I mean, he has threatened just to quit altogether and and I don't know that I really want to be doing the singing and do, do, do you? No, Paul, but hey, you could ask Martin Holmes. He sometimes sings during the episodes. I could ask Martin, but I don't know. When Martin sings, it tends to be spontaneous, you know, uh, not planned. If I said to him, oh, could you sort of work up a little medley of songs, I think he might, well, I think he might get nervous, you know, stage fright. Oh, yes, you're, 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 you're quite possibly right, Paul. It's, it's, it's quite different when you just burst into song compared to, like, if you were... Uh, asked to do something and prepared to do something and and, and then, you know, uh, you feel you have to get it right. Yeah, a bit like Ick. Well, yes. I mean, Ick... Ick doesn't have stage fright, surely. No, it just... It just brings out a lazy side to him I never knew he had. Well, yes, I mean... Ick is quite strange, isn't he? <laughs> Carefully, he doesn't hear you. No, I, I mean... Everybody thinks of Ig as being so jolly and sort of positive and sweet, but actually he has quite a snarky side, um, you know, when he's pushed or when he's uh, confronted about something or, you know, it's, it's, it's a side that people don't remember about him. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, you're not wrong there. Yeah, there are, there are sides to Ig that not everybody sees or, or people tend to forget that uh, he has a sort of goody two-shoes image, I think. Oh, yes, goody two-shoes. Uh, well, he isn't really, is he? Well, no, he's 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 not really... Oh, I think um, he might be ready, so he better stop... Uh, uh, he better stop talking behind his back. Oh, yes. Oh, oh he might come at us. <laughs> what, with, 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 with a flick knife or something? Oh, who knows? And he has so many tentacles, so, so many potential flick knives. Cromity, stop it! It's not going to come up. It's not going to come at us with the uh, flick knives. I don't think he is. Let's just applaud at the end, and it'll be fine. Okay. Uh, well, here comes the theme music. And when we come back, he will be singing songs from 1956 and 1957. Yes, without any flick knives involved whatsoever. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, (laughs) what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. 
You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Hello, listeners. It's me, Ickley Alien. I'm here to sing some songs from 1956 and 1957. Um, I'm going to start with. Um, well, I'm going to start with one that actually first came in the charts the year before, but it was number one in seeing the poor people of Paris to the tune of Rock Around the Clock. It, somehow it would seem disrespectful. And I was never going to. Anyway, it's an instrumental. I can't do it. Um, why do, why, why do fools fall in love? Why do birds sing so gay? Why do fools fall in love? Why? Not sure. Um, oh, yeah, I know this one. When I was just a little alien, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? This is what she said to me. Kesara, sara, sara, whatever will be, will be, will be. The future's not hard to see, to see. Kesara, sara. Lay down your arms. Definitely doing. Thank you, Paul. How nice. Oh. 
Kjell Hallsfólk. En er þetta nörð það þín pagar greið? very good uh, it, I think we're running out of time you clearly only know about four songs from the the period of 1956 to 57 but uh, still it's more than you did for earlier in the decade Paul now who's being snarky what oh dear Paul I think he heard us I did hear you you forget that I have alien ears I can hear you but uh, I actually quite like the idea that I uh, my reputation of being a goody two-shoes is, is beginning to crumble. I quite like the idea of being a bad boy. But you know, rock and roll is coming. Yes, I'm a bad boy. The bad boy of the Shadow Podcast. Oh, oh, I, I, please, you know, you don't have to be the bad boy of the Shadow Podcast. We already have yet young John. You what? Who, who says, who, who's saying what about me? What? I'm just saying that you're the bad boy of the show. The bad boy of the show? I'm not a bad boy. Bad boy of the show. Yes, me, Ick Nolan. I'm the bad boy of the show. Oh, oh well, yes, uh, uh, you are. You've got a, a mean reputation, Ick. I've got a mean reputation? What? I've got a mean reputation? Who said that? Oh, well, I, I just said it. I thought that's what you wanted to hear. Oh, oh I suppose so. Oh, gosh, I'm going to sing one more song. Then it's time to go. Um, I, I want to sing one. Come on, then. I'm going to sing one. Oh, oh you get on with it, then. I'm going. Goodbye. Goodbye, Ick. Oh, uh, Ick, Ick. Oh, I hope I didn't offend you. Oh, whatever. Gosh, maybe he's becoming the, the bad boy of the show. Oh, dear, I, I do hope not. Can I, can I finish with a song? Please, Cromarty. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> you might want to join in. Oh, well, okay. Here we go. Uh, um, uh, love me tender, love me true. La 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 la. La 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 la. Love me tender, love me true. La 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 la. La 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 la. La, 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 la. Oh, that was marvellous, Paul. Yes, who needs words when you have tunes? Yeah, we don't really need to do the words, do we? All right, bye, listeners. Oh, goodbye, listeners. <laughs> oh, we love you, Tender. <laughs> do we? Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. We do, we do. Oh, Paul.
Oh my God, there's nothing I like better is when another new episode of the Shy Life Podcast comes out. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's perfectly normal on the Shy Life Podcast. Perfectly normal. Five hundred and fifty-nine. Five hundred and fifty-nine. Five hundred and fifty-nine. Oh, that was scary. Five hundred and fifty-nine. I shall say that again. Five, five, nine.